0: Hello, I'm Brad Geddes. Webmasterradio.fm wants to help you explore the keys to success in your internet marketing and expand your wealth of knowledge. Introducing the Webmasterradio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Download it today from the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Discover new ways to revolutionize your revenue stream linked right to your smartphone with the new Webmasterradio.fm mobile app.
1: Prepare to experience marketing nirvana right now.
0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Gaddis, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company designed to educate you on paid search and then save you time with our tools. Now, on the show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on CertifiedKnowledge.org. Now, recently, Bing announced that they're going to roll out bid modifiers for devices such as AdWords has for mobile devices. However, Bing's going to give advertisers a bit more control. So this week, we're going to talk about Bing modifiers and bid modifiers and things you should think about before these features really roll live out across Bing. And of course, we're going to start with data from AdWords, so this is also good AdWords information as well. Now, today's guest is Melissa Mackey. She is the search supervisor at Gyro, which is the largest independent B2B agency in the world. Melissa contributes regularly to Search Engine Watch and web marketing today as a PPC expert. She hosts a blog, BeyondThePaid.com, where she writes the topics on the topics of paid search and search marketing. So welcome, Melissa, and thanks for being on the show.
2: Thanks, Brad. It's great to be here as always.
0: Now, we did a show um, last year on AdWords modifiers, preparing for enhanced campaigns, and then we did a follow-up, you know, past when, when enhanced campaigns um, launched. So, we sort of talked about this before, but now we're kind of getting to, to Bing and rolling out to get a new platform. Um, so, we're going to focus on Bing and, of course, kind of go back to AdWords. So, you know, just to make sure everyone knows about these changes, Can you sort of briefly walk us through what Bing's changing and when these changes are going to roll out?
2: Sure, sure. So um, right now, nothing has changed. Uh, One of the nice things about this announcement is that they gave us plenty of notice, and and Google really did with enhanced campaigns, too. Um, So, you know, today we have separate uh, campaign targeting. You You can have mobile campaign only. You can have tablet only. Uh, and desktop only, and they also have bid modifiers. So they kind of have a hybrid right now, um, and, and it's compatible with enhanced campaigns. So if you want to keep everything the same and just use the modifiers, you can. But you also have the option to have these device-only campaigns. Well, starting in September, they're going to combine desktop and tablets. So the the conventional wisdom that I'm not sure is really wisdom, uh, that de- desktop and tablets are the same is, is what Bing is now going with. And they're going to roll out with a tablet modifier. So this is another good thing about the announcement. It's like if you have to have desktop and tablet together, it's good to at least give us a way to modify the tablet bids because Google doesn't have that. Um, And again, this takes place in September. And there's going to be no changes to mobile. So you can still have your mobile-only campaigns until early 2015. So sometime next year, early in the year, They're going to take away the device specific campaigns. Everything's going to be in one targeting, uh, but then you'll still have the tablet modifiers and then you'll use a mobile uh, bid modifier for your mobile campaigns. So mobile campaigns are going to completely go away as a standalone starting early next year.
0: Yeah, that's tough. So really, as advertisers, we kind of have two rollouts, one for tablets being part of desktops, and then another one for mobile. You know, and so the first question that's got to be asked right, is why the change? I mean, Bing has taken a great approach so far and really taken the advertiser side, and they've criticized Google's lack of control, um, and it's been a selling point for them. And now they're taking Google's approach to modifiers. I mean, why do you think this, this big change is happening?
2: Well, that's a great question, and it's a little puzzling because they've been very public about offering advertisers control, and I remember at SMX Advanced last year, they on one of the panels they said, well, you know, we're going to continue to give you control over your devices, and the room erupted in applause. Um, so now they're backtracking on this, and I think the reason they're doing it really comes down to efficiency. So as you can imagine, I'm sure that Bing had a huge challenge when enhanced campaigns were announced in trying to maintain that compatibility Um, to get people to use Bing. Really, they need to be able to import their Google AdWords campaigns because most of us aren't sitting there in Bing, you know, developing distinct campaigns that aren't also running in Google. It's just a fact. So I think that they've gone to that for simplicity's sake. Um, And I wonder, too, how many people, of the total number of advertisers they have, I wonder how many are like you and me, Brad, where we want all that control. I have to believe most advertisers just aren't that sophisticated.
0: Yeah, you know, after talking to them and, and, you know, I was just out at SMX with them, too, chatting with them, and and it really seemed that they – they, they understand the fact that there's this percentage of marketers who, who are control Well, we're all control freaks to some degree, but we're not, will, but we're actually willing to make the changes ourselves and to take the full control over, say, we want it, but then not use it, right? And it seems like it's more for advertiser adoption than for publicity's sake. Um, yeah.
2: You know, yeah, I would agree with that
0: you know because i where where I find this is so weird right is is you have all amazing amounts of mobile metrics now saying you know by the end of this year half of all clicks are going to be mobile and by the end of next year half of all spend is going to be mobile and and yet you know Bing is removing mobile only campaigns Google doesn't have this and in a way it it kind of feels like you know the yellow pages where for the past ten years you know they've been selling digital but but really they've been they've been trying to protect their print revenue more than expanding to digital and, and some of us almost feels that's the same as like the engines want to embrace mobile but not at the expense of their desktop revenue because you can't do mobile only you know is there another angle and, and bing is probably adoption to users right but is there another angle with google or maybe with bing that we're just not seeing and we're thinking mobile and and, and they're thinking about, you know, protecting revenue or some completely different angle.
2: I have to believe that's part of the picture, too. Um, you know, obviously, we don't I, we don't have a full view into the revenue that they're making or not making on mobile. Um, I, I do think it's a little bit of forced adoption just to get people to, to try to use it. On the other hand, a lot of people end up with just putting negative negative 100 percent on their mobile campaigns, where before they maybe would run one with a different strategy a different budget, a uh, completely different messaging. And I know you can do s- some of the you know, messaging with mobile preferred ads and things like that, but it just takes away that control. The, the budget piece is the one that really bothers me. Um, we have clients, and I know we've talked about this on the previous shows, that have a mobile budget, a strategy, you know, distinct landing pages, different messaging, et cetera. And it was really easy with mobile-only campaigns, and now it's, it's harder and mobile, um, mobile preferred ads, they're not guaranteed to just show on mobile, you know. So you've got that aspect of it. And I wonder if apps are playing a part in this too. Google, part of their Ballyhooed April 22nd announcement was apps. And the community kind of went, eh, whatever. But, you know, if you think about it, you're on a mobile device, it's a lot easier to use an app to access a site if you know that you're going to go to, you know, delta.com. For your, for your next flight, it's much easier to do that than to navigate to their website. So maybe they're trying to back into that somehow. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really tough because, uh, I mean, they put all these mobile modifier or they put all this mobile data. And, and of course, where Google, I find, is a bit hypocritical is they put the data together where they bundle tablets with mobile, but then they treat tablets as desktops when you actually go to manage things. Um, so speaking actually of tablets, so you're in B2B, and tablets are sometimes really tough. So I'm sure you're happy that at least Bing added a tablet modifier, but what's your thought on their, their modifier ranges for tablets?
2: I hate it. <laughs> um, so I love the fact that there is a modifier, which is better than Google, so, so I definitely applaud Bing for that, but it, it only goes down 20%. And as you said, in B2B, it's really tricky. I mean, the first hurdle in B2B is just getting people to even have a site that renders well on mobile. Um, I've found that B2B advertisers from a tech standpoint and from an adoption, you know, device adoption standpoint, they're about five to six years behind. Um, So where e-commerce is pretty much all caught up and they've got the latest features on their mobile sites, the B2B sites are pretty awful on mobile. And so we're we're dealing with that hurdle. And then, you know, now tablets are lumped in. And a lot of times the site doesn't render well. Or, you know, we have one client I'm thinking of in particular that one of the actions they want people to take is to open some PDFs that are like spec documents. And, of course, we know how that doesn't work on an iPad. Um, (laughs) So that's a problem. And, you know, it's not that I don't want to be on tablets because we do get other conversions form fills and things that are pretty easy to do on a tablet but to you know i want to be able to modify that bid um, more than 20 percent down without shutting and i'd like to be able to shut it off frankly i'd like it to be minus 100 i don't know if that's ever going to happen though
0: yeah so you know let's do this let's take a quick break for our sponsors and then we're going to come back and and really talk about how this affects small companies and large ones especially when budgeting comes into play so let's take a, a quick break for our sponsors
1: or marketing nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh, yeah,
2: my day is done. Time for
1: happy hour. You're already done for the day? And you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security. And keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain.
0: Some limitations apply. See website for details.
1: Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by Certified Knowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: And we're back talking with uh, Melissa Mackey uh, about the changes to Bing and bid modifiers and just some good information in general. And, And I know that both of us have sort of used Bing as this crutch to hit run rates and budgets by devices, which you kind of alluded to earlier. And that's not going to be an option. And so when you think about the impact it's going to have on companies, let, let's start with the small ones first. How do you see this impacting how the smaller companies advertise online? Is it going to make a big difference? Um, I mean, in some arenas like Locksmith, it's a huge difference because they only want calls. They could care less about desktops. But you know, when you think of small ones, how, how much does this really impact a small advertiser?
2: I think it's made their job a lot harder. Um, Because now they have to think about the whole mobile experience in a different way, where before they could use, you know, okay, if we have a crappy mobile experience, we just won't run in mobile. You know, you could exclude it um, and tablet as well. Or we could say, you know, let's have a completely different campaign for mobile. And I think just the thought process of, of how that would work if you were used to the old way is now much harder because you have to think about modifiers and mobile preferred ads. And, and it's actually, in many ways, more time-consuming to set up initially. I think that once it's running, the management of it isn't really that bad. But um, the initial setup, which is something that small companies have a hard time getting their head around to begin with, is going to become a much bigger challenge. And, and you know, also, like you said, the, the, the whole experience is now really under one campaign. So where if you're trying to drive calls, like you said about locksmiths, that's a great example. You have to set up the call-only extensions, and I'm not sure what Bing is going to have in terms of call extensions, if there are any changes with regards to that. Um, But, you know, you have to make sure that's set up, but it's only for mobile. And, you know, there's just all these little boxes you have to check to make sure your campaigns are set up the way that you want them to be set up, and you're not going to blow a bunch of money on traffic that you didn't want that isn't, you know, achieving your objective.
0: Yeah. And this is where, I I mean, you've got Facebook with a huge amount of mobile traffic, except it's not search inventory. Right. And and that's sort of like our our, our issue. We've got places we can spend mobile money, but it's not search. And and search is such that, that dedicated looking for something. I mean, so do you foresee these changes affecting where you spend money or is it Search is still so much better than social in terms of you know, direct response that even with these problems, budgets aren't really going to shift. I mean, are you looking at new budget places or is that kind of you just have to work within the rules that you are given?
2: That's well, a little bit of both. So I think the interest in, in social, pay-per-click, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn is much higher than it was even six months ago But I think that that's independent of of the search inventory question. I think it's just because people are adopting those channels more. And so, you know, uh, advertisers know that their customers are there, so they want to be there, too. But as far as the search piece goes, um, I I find it very difficult to replicate the results and objectives that I'm getting in search on a social platform. It's just not the same thing. Um, So I I think that it is going to be a challenge to you know, kind of maintain that strategy. I've heard people say, you know, oh, we're moving all our money to Facebook because we can't control our mobile spend on Google. I think that's a bad move. I, I think that if that's the only reason you're doing it, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, in reality, right, we need another engine with 35% market share or better that gives us the old control back. Yes. It's really at the end, right? Well, we really, really want. So, Absolutely. So then... You know, to take what you said to, to another level extreme, right? So, you know, small companies, you know, struggle with, with call-only t- traffic that they, they just want. but larger ones, as you said, that you've got mobile budgets and desktop budgets, and, and then you as an agency, right? You're putting together strategies for these companies. So how does not being able to, to do mobile-only affect your strategy um, Well, it's, how it's... you even write stuff up for them?
2: Yeah, and that's where I was just going to go is writing it up. So we've been talking about mobile for a long time. And again, in B2B, we're really just at the stage of, of, in a lot of cases, getting a client to buy into mobile and to create a good mobile experience. And so in the past, what we would do is say, you know, let's put a small budget, you know, $10,000 a month, which for enterprise is nothing, um, into running some mobile ads and then we'll see you know we'll see how it does we'll tweak we'll adjust we'll you know we can optimize your your mobile experience at the same time and and we could kind of talk about that all in one package as we're doing a pitch or a recommendation now we're still telling them you need to be in mobile and oh by the way we won't be able to control very well what we're spending there because we can't set a budget for that so we're just going to have to kind of do it on the back end with modifiers and It just makes the conversation really challenging in an enterprise setting where they're used to having levers to pull. They're used to doing attribution and, you know, call tracking with a provider that's telling them what keyword drove what conversion and Salesforce integration and, uh, you know, things that a small company wouldn't even know exist. These enterprise guys want and then to sit there and tell them, well, we can't really control what you're spending in mobile. It just doesn't come across very well.
0: No, it it really, really doesn't. And and when they've got mobile only budgets, you're kind of guessing, and and that affects, of course, how they deal with their boss. Or if they've got in enterprise company, sometimes like we're going to spend this on mobile. And so again, that's where like if you have to spend it mobile, you shift it to Facebook or Twitter. Not that you want to, but that you can. You, it's more mobile traffic. Um, right. It's that that's just a really issue. So you know, what other issues like display or anything else do you see? having non-mobile dedicated you know, modifiers, non-mobile dedicated campaigns come up. I mean, you mentioned attribution management, and that's, that's a tough one because everyone says mobile matters, but yet the data is not there for right. mobile attribution. So it's, it's tough, right? I mean, so what are the other things you sort of struggle with with these mobile semi-campaigns?
2: Well, that's, that's just a, what you said. I mean, even tracking the data – to the level that we want to. You have to go into some kind of back-end workarounds. And um, I I feel like the data isn't very good, you know, so you're not getting really good, you know, certainly attributing people who went from a mobile device to a desktop and then ended up converting. It's really hard to close that loop, even though Google sits there and says, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to show you all your offline conversions. And, you know, they, they tell a good story, but when it comes down to it, and again, at the level that an enterprise advertiser wants to know how things are happening, it's just not there. Um, And it may yet get there. I know that Google, I just wrote an article this morning about site links um, and I had written about it three years ago, which is an eternity as we all know. um, And looking at the article and what I didn't like about site links, then all the issues have been fixed. So maybe you and I will be having this conversation in a year and we'll be singing the praises of how great everything is with mobile attribution and explaining it to enterprise clients, but right now it's, it's just, it's not there for me.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, a, that's a good point, right? It's been a little over a year since enhanced campaigns launched. So we we now have a year of perspective of modifiers, whether, and, we, and for enhanced campaigns, we should really split it out. We've got Add extension changes, which that's all good. No one's going to complain about those. And then we have modifiers. And, and so, like, let's, if we focus on the modifiers, we have geo modifiers now, well, no, we've always had time of day, day of the week modifiers, we have mobile modifiers. So with the year perspective. What's your have your thoughts on enhanced campaigns from like the show we did last year, which we were very negative as as an overall <laughs> concept? Has that changed at all? Are you using geomodifiers? I mean, do you feel the same now as you did a year ago, or has your perspective changed on on this modifier mess or goodness, depending on, I guess, your perspective?
2: So great question. So my perspective on all, everything except mobile. Has definitely changed. So I was skeptical about even with the, I mean, I was excited about the site links, but I I, I was like, well, how is this really going to work? And I think in a lot of instances, it it doesn't make sense to get really granular with the site links. You know, you really don't need ad group level site links or, you know, sometimes even campaign level is hard enough to come up with six to 10 links to use there. But the fact that you can, I like that. So there's a control that I I like and I'm finding it really useful and the geo modifiers, which I was not a fan of in the beginning, I actually am finding that that's really helpful, and it's an option where you can optimize on the fly a lot faster than you could before, where before you had to replicate your campaign and then um, exclude all the locations that you didn't want to be in just to boost one location. It's you know a couple clicks, and you've got that done now. So I'm a huge fan of that now. The mobile, I have the same exact complaints. So tablets aren't the same as desktop. I have, I have a client where their tablet CPA is 10 times what it is on desktop. Um, so obviously that's not the same, and that is not uncommon. Um, and the fact that we can't control the budget, I, I still have an issue with that. Uh, you know, I wish they'd give us modifiers or not give it to us and not give us pieces of them. You know, so not. uh, what about search partners? Why don't we have a bid modifier for search partners? I've been asking that for a year now.
0: I mean, for search partners, it's like, why don't we have display control, right? Or I could just block one and keep another one and see data by search partners. That's, we could do a whole show on. Oh, yes, we could. (laughs) Search partners and the good and the bad and all that (laughs) stuff. So let's do this. Let's take um, one more break for our sponsors. And and then we're going to actually touch on modifiers with bidding types for a second, because that may change how you actually set up some of your your base bidding.
1: More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive.
0: We listen. We care.
1: We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com radio. call 312-560-0175 or visit affiliateoffersnetwork.com Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana presented by Certified Knowledge Network, Work only on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm Alright,
0: so we are, are back wrapping up with um, Melissa Mackey from Gyro and, and so, you know, Modifiers are great if you're doing CPC bidding. You can't use them with CPA bidding, which which has gotten quite a bit better. Now, are there times where where because you want to quickly use geo modifiers that you're you're almost forced into a CPC bidding and you can't use some other systems or have modifiers affected like the base way that you do bidding or choose some of your options?
2: Absolutely. And that's another really good point. So CPA bidding has its good and bad, right? So if you've got a client that doesn't get a whole lot of conversions and the amount that Google rec- recommends you set is higher than their daily budget, obviously it doesn't work very well. But if you've got a pretty high volume situation, CPA bidding is great, but then you lose all that control, as you said, with the modifiers. So you don't have a, a way to pull all the levers. You, know, you, you either have to choose. Do I want CPA bidding or do I want to have the levers to pull? So that is, is frustrating. Um, and you almost have to think about it at the beginning, right? Like you're setting up a campaign and you have to guess, is this going to be something that I might want to do CPA on, in which case I don't want to set up a bunch of complex modifiers and geo and things like that? Or do I think I'm not going to probably use CPA bidding, and so I'll just stick with you know, using the modifiers? And it has a, it's greatly reduced the instances where I use CPA, because it's just really difficult to uh, you know, to use all the features that way.
0: Yeah, and this is still where a lot of times we end up splitting out campaigns by geos because our, it, different geos convert differently, and Google pulled geo out of their uh, the way they do CPA bids uh, a couple of years ago, and so they don't take geo into account, so sometimes you kind of have to to work around that. Um, now, so the good part of enhanced campaigns, right, were, were extensions. I mean, we're all for all the extension control, as you you know mentioned a few times. Um, how overall are you using extensions? I mean, sitelink's obviously super important. Are there others that you're finding, because you're B2B, so of course you're not doing a lot of location probably, but are there other extensions you find are critical that everyone should be using?
2: Well, that's a good question, too. So site links, obviously, it, in situations when you can, And the post that I wrote about sitelinks saying they're a worse practice, I talk about situations where it's hard to use them. Um, but when you can use them, they're definitely great. Call extensions for B2B, that's really big a lot of times. Um, a lot of times the, the website, you know, maybe has, you know, a white paper download or something that's one step towards getting a lead, but they'd much rather have somebody on the phone. So call extensions and the robust capabilities with those are great. Um, Location extensions, like you said, we don't use a whole lot, although there are a few instances where we use them and they work well. Um, The review extensions, that's something that every client is interested in, and we've had almost no luck getting them to actually show for any client. So that's really, really difficult.
0: Yeah. Do you have any – review extensions is probably everyone's worst nightmare. Do you have any tips for getting – Um, approved review extensions that you found work, or is it just a lot of sometimes spinning your wheels, worthless effort?
2: It it, most of the time has been worthless effort. I have found if you can get a B, you know, better business bureau uh, review, that'll help a lot. Or if you get a very well-known third party that gives you a review, like a major national company that everybody's heard of, then you can oftentimes get, and frankly, I see them more on e-commerce. So, I don't know if that's just a fluke, <laughs> um, but I see very few B two B advertisers with review extensions, and I think that that's you know a travesty in a way. But we've gotten to the point where we don't pitch them unless you know if somebody comes to us and says I want to do it, we'll do it. But we almost try to talk them out of it because it's such a waste of time.
0: Well, that's good to know. So we're just about out of time here. So you have any um parting words of wisdom on modifiers or Bing or anything that we should make sure we remember?
2: Well, again, think about what you, you know, what you want to accomplish and your goals at the beginning. It's more important than ever to get the right modifiers in place, and especially with Bing now going to this. You won't have that fallback. Now, we've got time, but come the first of next year, we won't have a fallback that we've had to use mobile there. Um, and then I do like that Bing has a tablet modifier. I'm hoping Google will follow suit, although I'm not holding my breath. But I know a lot of people are asking for it. We were asking for it before and now that Bing has come out and said that, maybe they could be a market leader on this and get Google to, to maybe make a change. So I say, you know, keep, keep watching, and maybe we might see something good happen on that.
0: Excellent. Excellent. If someone wants to follow up with you or follow you, on, follow you online, where should they uh, look?
2: So I'm on Twitter um, a lot. <laughs> I'm at Mel66, or you can email me, Melissa.Mackey at gyro.com.
0: And your blog address one more time because you have a good blog.
2: Yes, my blog is beyond the paid. So, P A I D paid.com.
0: Excellent. So, thanks, Melissa. It's been a great show.
2: Absolutely. Always good to talk to you, Brad.
0: Ah, uh, you too. And, and thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Market and Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives our past episodes at webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, and just about everywhere else that you can listen to radio these days. Thank you for listening.